Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose broadcast special edition tonight. Um, I'm alone. Elizabeth's not here, but um, I really have something very important to share with you guys, something that's on my heart. I just did the French version earlier for my friends, family, and all the inhabitants of the province of Quebec. Uh, I have an urgent prophetic dream that uh, has been on that I've had on November 26th. And um, I wasn't sure I was supposed to share it, but the uh, Lord has been impressing me, pressing on my heart and telling me that I should share it. So I, I will share it tonight. And uh, I believe it's a, it's a call for preparation, uh, as you will see from the dream when, uh, when I share it. So for those who, who don't know me, my name is Sebastian Richard. I'm the founder of Thriving on Purpose Ministries, where we, uh, my wife and I, give weekly broadcasts and podcasts and blogs and i write books to help build up the body of christ and to demolish tear down strongholds so that believers can thrive um, on purpose in today's world today's difficult world i should say so um so i'm going to start with a bible verse i think it's going to uh, set everything in perspective as i share this so it's from Acts chapter 2. You probably are familiar with this verse because it's uh, it's a verse that's very relevant these days. A lot of people have been sharing it because it is it is happening. We're on, we are in those days, I believe. So it's from Acts chapter 2, verses 17 to 21. And it happens, it is after uh, Peter's uh, sermon on Pentecost. They get filled with the Holy Ghost. They, they start evangelizing. They start speaking in new tongues, tongues that they weren't uh, able to speak before. And the people who are in Jerusalem at that time, uh, many of whom are tourists, uh, they're, they're there for, uh, it's a special time of year. So they're, they're witnessing these, uh, these guys, these most of them uneducated guys, fishermen by trade, many of them, who are speaking in their own language. And they're like, what's going on? Like, this is this is nuts. I mean, how come they're, they're speaking different languages? And so Peter takes center stage and he approaches uh, and, and he starts telling them what, what they're witnessing, what they're seeing, because these men were not just talking in different tongues. They were glorifying God in different tongues. They were uh, preaching a powerful message in different tongues. So the people were impacted spiritually as well. So Peter says, uh, these people are not drunk, as you suppose, because some of them were joking. Right? Oh, they, they have a little, they drank a little too much wine since it's only nine in the morning. On the contrary, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel, Peter says. And it will be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all people. Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your, your old men will dream dreams. I will even pour out my spirit on my servants in those days, both men and women, and they will prophesy. I will display wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a cloud of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I believe we are in those days. Uh, I believe we are seeing right now, not only in my nation of Canada, 
not only in the United States, but all over the world. I believe we are seeing these days are coming to pass right now. There's, uh, I've never seen so many um, powerful testimonials of God doing mighty things in the lives of people. And even in, in, in different settings, all kinds of settings where God's hand is showing mightily. So, yes, God is really acting up these days. He's doing a lot of uh, signs, wonders, and, and all kinds of things that are a testimony of the days we are in. We are, I believe, in the, the days of sorrow, the birth pangs that are preceding uh, the, 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 day, the coming day of the Lord. And as a result, many people are now prophesying. Many people are having dreams. Many people are having visions. And guess what? That also includes me and my family. And this is why I'm coming on tonight, because I have a, a powerful dream that was given to me on November 26th. And also, I have a, I'm married to Elizabeth. For those of you who follow Thriving on Purpose, uh, you know Elizabeth very well. And she has a strong prophetic uh, anointing, I believe. And she hears from the Lord. I hear from the Lord. We don't hear the same way, not always the same way. I, I'm more of a dreamer. I, I have dreams during the night, some, sometimes very powerful ones. Uh, and they've been, they've been more frequent in the last few weeks and months. And Elizabeth also, she hears from the Lord. Sometimes she wakes up and she says, I, I heard the Lord say, sometimes it's two, three words, but it's impactful. It, it changes the course of our of our lives, of where we're, what we're doing, or where we're going. So um, on November 26th, I had a powerful dream, and I'm going to share it with you. Uh, my children also have dreams. They shared us. They shared with me and Elizabeth some dreams. I'm going to share with you afterwards if I remember uh, a dream. Uh, if I remember to share it, I do remember the dream. But uh, hopefully, I'll remember to share with you the uh, dream that my son had uh, a couple months ago. That was very, very powerful. But I will share with you this dream. This dream is for the people in Quebec and for the people in Canada. I believe this dream concerns the nation of Canada. And it is very, very important. It's a, it's a call to prepare spiritually and physically, as you will see as I describe the dream. I wrote it down because uh, when I have a dream, sometimes if I just try to memorize it or remember it, I forget bits and pieces of it. So I didn't want to do that with this one. I thought it was very important. So I wrote it down. So here's the dream. I'm back in Quebec. Just for those who don't know, I don't live in Quebec anymore. I used to live there. I moved to Prince Edward Island eight years ago with my family. So in the dream, I'm back in Quebec. I'm parking my car in a parking lot of a grocery store. It's a chain over there. It's called Maxi. So I'm parking my car in the parking lot. And as I look at the, the store, I notice that the lights are not their usual brightness. They seem to be dimmed. So I'm approaching, as I'm approaching towards the store, I see through the windows that the lights are, don't seem to be their usual brightness. So I'm thinking maybe there's, uh, there's no electricity. Maybe they're having trouble. So, so I walk inside the, the store and it's confirmed there's no electricity. The power went out. And the store is working on generators. So everything in the store is working on generator, uh, including the cash registers. So that's a shock. It's not something you see every day. 
So uh, the caches also another the, the biggest shock was the caches. So I think if, if I remember correctly, there were three caches open in the store, and there was a lineup at each cache. But I'm not talking a simple lineup. You know, sometimes you get there on a bad day and it's lined up pretty badly, and you're like, "Man, I'm going to be here 20 minutes." But this was a lineup that went all the way to the back of the store and turned in the, the dairy aisle. That's how far back of the store it went. So I'm like, whoa, I'm going to be waiting here all day. Plus, there was, uh, there was uh, no power, and I don't know how fast the caches are operating, if they're still operating at full power or whatnot. So as I'm considering, I, I, have, a, I have an item in my hands. So I came to buy an item or two. I don't remember exactly what I had in my hands. I, I wish I did. But I'm considering like where am I, you know, when you, you look at a store, when you want to go pay, you look at which one's the shortest, which is the shortest line that's going to get me out of, out of here as, as fast as possible. But there's not really any options. They're all bad lines. So as I'm considering, I see a woman that's also considering the lines and she has only one item in her hands and it's margarine. So this lady is, is like me looking for where to go and she's got her margarine in and there's a gentleman in the lineup. He sees the lady and he's kind enough to say to her, lady, go, go ahead of me. You have only one item. It's okay. Just, just go ahead of me, pass ahead of me. I mean, logically, maybe the people in the back would have been upset, but it's a dream, right? So he's offering her to go ahead of him. And as she approaches the cashier at this line, raises her hand and she says this she she says the, the lady at the cash she says no only essential items are allowed to be purchased that really struck me when she said that only essential items are allowed to be purchased i mean the lady was holding holding margarine so i thought well that's not a non-essential i didn't i didn't understand what she meant by that but then i notice as I look at the lineups, what people have in their baskets and what they're holding in their hands, it's all the same thing. The only thing that they're buying, all of those single, all of those people, the only thing they're buying are fresh vegetables and fruit. Fresh vegetables and fruit. Nothing else. No milk, no eggs, no margarine, nothing else. Just fresh vegetables and fruit. So then I'm like, well, I guess I have to I look at my own two items and I'm realizing, well, these are deemed non-essential. So I guess I should buy vegetables and fruit as well. So as I look towards the section of the vegetables and fruit, I notice that it's completely empty. I mean, it's, it's like it was ravaged. There's nothing left. Everybody took everything. So, uh, when I see this, of course, I'm I'm a family man. So I'm still thinking, well, I, I have to buy this for my family. So I'm thinking about stealing my two items. Okay. So I'm thinking maybe if I sneak out the back of this store, maybe I can go to the back store and try to find a way out of here with my two items. Because I'm realizing that this is a bad situation. And I'm not, I don't know how, how I'm going to provide. Of course, I'm in the dream. I still have a conscience. So I decide not to steal. So I remember in the dream, I was like, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. I could get in worse trouble if I steal. 
So I make that decision, and as soon as I make that decision, I wake up. So as soon as I decided not to steal, I wake up. So, of course, one of the things that struck me with this dream is that um, there was two things. There was the non-essential items, which I had, which I was not allowed to buy. So that kind of eliminated that. And on the other hand, there was the essential items that we were allowed to buy, but there was no more of that. So I was stuck between a rock and a hard place. I didn't have, I, I, I was still going to get out of there empty handed. So the moral of the story is hard times are coming in Quebec and Canada. So if you're living in Quebec and Canada, this, this serves as a warning that hard times, economic and uh, maybe food shortages, problems of, of that sort are coming, I believe, to the province of Quebec and possibly uh, the whole country of Canada. Uh, I know it's not a, a fun, fuzzy word. It's not, it's not pleasant to hear, uh, uh, but there's more to it. I believe that this dream calls believers and non-believers for preparation. It's a time of preparation. There's, of course, preparation in the natural. Obviously, if we're going to not have any resources, now would be a good time to start stocking up. If you don't have food reserves at home, I urge you to start stocking up non-perishable food items for yourself and your family. And I hope you've already done that. I hope you're, you're not hearing this for the first time because the way 2020 has been going, I hope you were already advanced in that and, and you have you have the ball rolling in that direction but if you haven't there's still time you should go now and start stocking up on all kinds of foods that you could uh, that are non-perishable that you can keep for a while also if you can plant a garden plant some fresh fruit and vegetables if you have a land if you have a parcel of land it would be a good idea to, to make a garden start growing your own stuff that would be a really good idea so that's number one. So preparation in the physical, but I believe the dream also calls for preparation in the super in the in the spiritual. We remember the story of Noah. Noah was mocked. He was building an ark in a boat, a giant boat, in the middle of the desert. People were mocking him. They were laughing. It's never rained before. Ah ha ha! What are you doing, moron, and all that? But they still had a way out. If someone had come and said to Noah, I want to follow your God. I believe what you're doing. I can, can I go in? I believe the Lord would have shown mercy. I may be wrong because I know there was a lot of, of genetic aberrations back then. But it didn't happen. That's the point. But they had a way out. And uh, I have a friend in Quebec. And a couple of weeks ago, we were chatting on Messenger. And uh, he said to me, are you worried about uh, what's going to happen in 2021? I said, yes, when I take my eyes off of Christ. When I take my eyes off Christ, I'm very worried about what, what's going to happen in 2021. But here's the moral of the story. In today's day and age, right now, we still have an ark. And the ark is this. The gospel of the kingdom of Jesus Christ that is offered to all of mankind, that is today's ark. The salvation offered by Jesus Christ and entry into the kingdom of God, that 
is the ark today. And ironically, it's kind of like in the days of Noah. While there is that ark that's available, while there is a way to escape all these things that are coming upon, here, upon the earth, and here I'm going to get to that in a moment because you, you guys might be thinking, well, being a Christian won't save you from starvation. I'll get to that. I believe there's stuff that people don't know here. But I believe this is the ark right now. The salvation and the security offered to be in God's will in Christ Jesus. That's our ark. Now, my wife and I were talking this morning and she brought up a very interesting point. She said, Sebastian, isn't it interesting that when we know how the kingdom of God operates, we understand that God can very easily, if we have enough faith, provide supernaturally for us for all kinds of things. And I believe that and I've experienced it. Supernatural provision from God. And I believe we are entering a time when the, the gospel, this gospel of the kingdom of God, this gospel of the kingdom, it says in Matthew 24, 14, will be preached all over the world and then the end will come. So I believe we're in a time where there's a sprint going on right now where, where uh, men and women of God are preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God all over the earth. There's an intensity that has been rising in that. And more and more people are announcing that there's an ark. But not only that, but this ark not only will save you spiritually, but I believe that God will offer supernatural provision for his children in this very particular time. I believe that God can offer manna once again. It's a do it again, God kind of thing. Do it again, Lord, kind of situation. He offered the Israelites manna in the desert for 40 years. I believe in those days, he can still offer his children, those who are walking according to his ways and walking in his will, he can give them supernatural provision. I hear all kinds of testimonies. There's people who get grocery bags or uh, money deposited in their accounts or all kinds of things that are enabling them to keep moving forward and to not lack any good thing. And I believe it is the father's will that his children would not lack any good thing. But for that, it requires faith. For that, it requires, it requires that we be in the ark. And the ark, like I said, is the salvation offered freely in Jesus Christ. Uh, before we moved to Prince Edward Island nine years ago, maybe a couple of weeks, a few weeks before, maybe a month or two before, we had friends over. They were my wife's friends. They were older than we are, an older couple, around maybe 60 years of age. And uh, the woman of that couple, in that couple, she was a very, very uh, fantastic woman of God who had a strong prophetic anointing. And she shared with us a vision she had, an open vision that she shared with us. And that was nine years ago. She was at her sink washing dishes and she said that all of a sudden she was not in her kitchen anymore, but everything opened up in front of her. And lo and behold, she was in a supermarket. She was in a supermarket. And she said, I witnessed that the aisles, everything in the aisles was empty. There was no more provision. And that was in Quebec. So this woman, this lady was, this lady friend was in Quebec when she saw that open vision. And she said also that in the vision, she saw herself with her son, they were planting a garden. 
to try to grow vegetables. They were planting a garden because there was nothing in the stores. The shelves were empty. And lo and behold, nine years later, with everything that happened in 2020, it won't come as a shock to you. The dream I had won't come as a shock to you, but it's the same thing again. And I believe that we're, we're, we're living in those days now where uh, we're probably going to see an economic collapse uh, and, and major food shortages. And I know this is not a, a fun word. This is not encouraging for most people, but that's the dream I had. And that's the dream I'm sharing with you. And I told you earlier in the broadcast that I would share with you the dream that my son had as well, my son, Jason. Um, a few months ago, he had a, a, a dream and um, he was brought at the front of our yard where we live at the front of the house. It was nighttime and he was brought there. So I don't know if he had an out of body experience or if he was just dreaming that. It wasn't clear. He's an 11 year old boy. And uh, so he was just telling us what he saw when he was brought in the front yard. He saw that he stood before the Lord Jesus Christ in front of him. And he said that from his face emanated so much light that he couldn't look straight at him. And he said that standing before the uh, next to the Lord Jesus Christ was an angel with a long beard. And he said, I believe that angel is the second time he saw it in a dream. And he says, I believe that angel might be my guardian, guardian angel. So I thought that was interesting. And he said that he could hear the Lord speak very clearly. And the Lord, he could see his uh, the lower part, so he couldn't see his face. There was too much light emanating from the Lord's face, but he could see under like the chest area. And he said, I saw the hands of the Lord uh, in, in front of him. And he said, very soon, the world is coming into my hands. And as he said that, uh, my son saw the, uh, a globe like the earth coming towards the Lord, coming towards the Lord in between his, his hands that were outstretched. The world is soon coming into my hands. That's what he told my son. And then my son was uh, woke up in his bed and the dream was over. I believe we are definitely in times of preparation. I believe we are in the times of sorrows, in the times of the birth pangs, and that uh, these are times of preparation. So if you're already in Christ, praise God, that's wonderful. But do not neglect to make provisions for yourself and your family. Now, if you're not walking with Christ, if you are not assured of your salvation, if you, if you don't, if you don't know God, it's, there's no, there's no better time than right now to know Him, because if the world is soon going to come into His hands, you want to be into His hands. You, you, you don't want to be, uh, you want to be His child. You want to be in full knowledge that you're walking in forgiveness, that you're walking with him, and that you're going to be all right when you pass, if you if you die. And this is the thing. It's, it's, not a, a, it's not sexy, this message. I know maybe people have heard it time and again, but uh, it's a time for people to come to Christ. It's a time when the ark, the door is still open. It's still open. And I urge you, if you have not repented of your sins, repenting just simply means changing your mind. See, most of us, when we don't believe in God, we're just living life on our own terms. 
when you repent, you're basically changing your mind from thinking I'm going to live life on my own terms and you're switching to I'm going to live life from now on on God's terms. And so you repent, you change your mind. So you go to God and you say, look, God, I know I'm a sinner. I, I know I'm not perfect. And I know that that deserves your, your, the Bible says it deserves death. It deserves the penalty uh, of death. And, but I also know that your son came for that purpose. He took that penalty in my stead, in place of me. He died on that cross, taking the full wrath of your, of your uh, anger on sin. And he took it for me. And Lord, I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. And from this day forward, I just want to walk with you. And I just want to be sure that I'm going to heaven when I die. And I know that you provided, you provided the sure way for me to get there. And that is Jesus Christ. That's what you have to do to become a child of God and a citizen of the kingdom of God. So you become a, a, a citizen of the kingdom of God with God as its king. And you become his child. And God takes very good care of his children. And I know that, that, that uh, despite the hard times that are, we're in now, and maybe even the harder times that may be coming, God takes care of his children. So I'm telling you this right now. God takes care of his children. So if you're in Quebec, if you're in Canada, I believe this is a word for Canada uh, also for sure. Um, prepare, prepare spiritually, prepare physically, and stop trusting your government and stop trusting the news. Put your trust in God Almighty. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. Don't trust the news. They are lying to us every day. They're lying to us about COVID. They're lying to us about uh Everything. I mean, let's let's be honest. They're lying to us about everything. And here in Canada, we don't have a Fox News. Unfortunately, we we don't have a, a Newsmax where we can open the uh, TV and get a different point of view. We're force-fed global CTV and CBC, and that is it. And unfortunately, it doesn't cut it. It's only propaganda. So. If this video has blessed you, if this video has uh, uh, has been a source of important information for you, I urge you to share it, share it with your friends, share it on your platforms, different platforms, uh, and let me know in the comments if it has blessed, blessed you. Let me know if this has uh, encouraged you to prepare more adequately. If you're a believer, if it, if it has encouraged you to draw closer to God, if you're a non-believer, if you've given your life to Christ, you can contact me. It's going to be my pleasure to guide you uh, towards some good uh, literature, maybe offer you some support, spiritual prayer, uh, pray with you. Uh, it would be my pleasure to do that. And um, I hope that uh, you stay safe. I hope that you use wisdom in these days. We are living in dark days. Uh, Satan is, is doing his big push right now. The devil is doing his big push. And believers have to push back, but we have to use wisdom as we do so. We have to push back with the strength of God, with the wisdom of Christ. And I urge you to do just that. And like I said, if this video has blessed you, make sure you share it with friends and family. That's the best way you can thank me. So God bless. I will see you next time. And thanks for listening.